Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rich Hills Golf Show podcast, episode 193. We're somewhere very special. Yes. It's a very special week. Yes. I am giddy. You yes. are definitely giddy. <laughs> um, we're here at Walsey Golf Club. My favourite course on earth. Top three. <laughs> the general manager's behind the camera, so for the moment, it's top one. I think North Berwick, Wallasey, and somewhere else is top three. We are here, just down the road from Royal Liverpool, the yes. home of this year's 151st Open Championship. The biggest week of the year, in my opinion. I, I when, when it's the Open Week, I can't disagree. Yeah. Because the buzz, the hype, the excitement, the just the, 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 the buzz in the air, it's just pretty special. Well, last year, 150th at the old course in St Andrews was special. I don't think anything can top that in terms of what it meant. This year, however... It's on our doorstep. It's our most local open. Um, and one quick thing to touch on for those people watching and listening, we sometimes get people saying we shouldn't be wearing hats indoors. And certainly in a golf club as prestigious as Wallasey, we shouldn't be wearing hats indoors. We are, have, however, wearing hats indoors for two reasons. Firstly, my hair is horrendous. Your hair is probably horrendous. That's one and two reasons. And secondly, though, we have just treated ourselves, you treated me, should I say, to new open merch hats. And it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> it's more it's more for reason one. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, a really exciting week. I I got an opportunity yesterday to do something that was one terrifying, two incredibly exciting. Yes. And it and it came as a huge surprise. And I want to talk a little bit about that as well. We also, at the end of this, this is gonna be quite a long podcast. At the end of this, we actually had a sit down. Should we, are we releasing that at the end of this podcast as well? I think the good, save it. Okay. Maybe it's a little treat for the week. To let people know what it is then, what they're waiting for. So earlier this week, or last week now, shall I say, I'm losing track of time. We went up to Dundonald Links in Scotland. Good, good are in town. Mm. I did a collaboration a couple of days with them. And we also got opportunity to sit down with Garrett and Bubby from Good, good and have a good chinwag about everything golf youtube life outside of youtube what what the kind of the future holds what their best memories have been so far and it also ties so that's going to come out in a separate episode maybe maybe a friday special i'd like that maybe a friday special this week because we talked quite a lot about the uk and the open and things like that so makes sense i think it would go well on friday and also this week on wednesday the 19th of july 
Good Good and Rick Shields are doing a meetup, another UK meetup here at the wonderful Wallasey Golf Club. I am excited. It's 8 p.m. You don't need tickets. Um, it's going to be, you're going to be able to see me and the lads play a bit of golf. We're going to probably play the first, I mean, literally got the first hole behind us here. And as a group is just about to tee off, um, come on down. I think you're going to really enjoy it. The the guys are going to shoot a video down here as well. Um, and again, thanks to Wallace. You've been very, very, um, just, just great with your time. Nice vibe, isn't it? Nice vibe. The best vibe. Before we come on to your experience yesterday, um, there's two things to note. Firstly, when this is out Tuesday, this will be Tuesday episode. So yesterday, but this is today now, Break 75 is out at Royal Liverpool. You, Rick Shields, tried to break 75 at Royal Liverpool with the grandstands up. I tried. I tried to break 80 at Royal Liverpool with the grandstands up. And James Robinson, your friend of mine, tried to break 70. What a whirlwind of emotions was had. Many of you have probably watched the video because like I say, it's already gone out. But we won't do any spoilers. Playing golf with the grandstands up at an open venue <laughs> is something very special. Yeah. And, and, and very kind of different and nerve wracking. You've done that to the extreme, which we'll come on to in a moment. But yeah, you're right. The holes look more daunting because normally, yeah, you might see rough and it might be in your mind. I don't hit the ball in that rough or whatever it might be. When there's a grandstand that's just asking for your golf ball, which again, I've got tradition now, by the way. So last year we, we were fortunate we played the old course with the grandstands up. I made sure that I shanked one into a grandstand. Uh, well, actually, more the Tented Village, but still. This year, I did exactly the same. So I think that's my running thing. If we are lucky enough to play true next year, guess what I'm going to do? On purpose. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of people who don't shank into grandstands on the 18th, I spent a lot of time this weekend watching the Scottish Open and watched Rory McIlroy clutch that last hole to make the most insane birdie and win the Scottish Open. I think it's got such good vibes for him coming into the Open this week. Yep. I, I, you know, it's been a long time since he's won a major now. Mm, nine years. Here at mm. Royal Liverpool 2014. He has been knocking at the door for many, 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 many years. Banging at the door? And I think sometimes when he comes into Open Championships, there's this air of expectation. Mm. And sometimes he, he obviously can't, I'm not saying he doesn't play up to his expectation, but sometimes he doesn't quite fulfill those expectations. Yep. He's coming in this week absolutely bouncing, skipping with joy that he's just come off the back of the Scottish Open win. I, I think there's only a, two or three players have ever won the Scottish and then won the Open, Phil Mickelson being the last one back in 2013, I believe. Um, it, it's it's going to be electrifying. And, and I, I feel Rory's... Swag. He's already here today. The mm-hmm. day after winning the Scottish Open, we've just seen a clip of him on the range. Actually, um, yeah, I, I I'm struggling now after he's just won at Scottish. I'm struggling to look past him not lifting the claret jug this week. You're right. I watched a lot of the golf this weekend. I really, I think now the Scottish Open is a co-sanctioned event with the DP World Tour and the PJ Tour. The caliber of players that you're getting, and it's the week before the Open as well. Obviously, is insane. It was a really, really good event, and and Bob McIntyre needs a special mention. The shot he hit on 18 to put himself on minus 14, I think it was, was incredible. And Rory, he sometimes gets criticised for not being able to kind of close out and not being able to win these tournaments that people think he should be winning more of. He missed a fairly makeable put on the 16th for a birdie, and when he missed that, I thought. He's not going to get the extra birdie that he needs here to, to get into a playoff. 
he birdied 17 and then he hit the most insane two iron on 18 for, and then I sunk the putt for birdie, which I don't think he think, I don't think he thought he was going to sink that putt. I don't think he quite hit hard enough. It ended up in the hole. He was obviously relieved, made up. Like you said, with that kind of victory and that shot, when it mattered, you're right. How do you overlook him winning this open? Yeah, I just can't. I, you know, I re- there's a couple, I've spoken about it before on the podcast. I really, really want Tommy Fleetwood to win. Yeah. My heart is telling me Tommy Fleetwood, a local lad, um, you know, obviously he's a friend of the channel. I feel like he's, his game's been trending very nice this year. Um, well, your nephew met him, didn't he? That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> Give people contact that I've not seen it. So I was literally <laughs> flicking through Instagram and there was a clip shared by the PJ Tour, which yep. was actually from the Scottish Open. And Tommy Fleetwood was there signing some, signing some um, fan merch or whatever and taking a few pictures. And this young Scottish <laughs> lad said, do you know Rick Shields? And Tommy went, yeah, I know Rick Shields. And he goes, he's my uncle. <laughs> and Tommy's response, quick-witted response was, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. And he said, I'm nice. only joking, only joking. And I was watching that going, I don't have a nephew that's Scottish. <laughs> I don't, I have one nephew and he's not, he's only 12 years old and he's not Scottish. So that was a bit weird. Yeah. I found that a bit strange, but it was quite good. I uh, got a bit of a, uh, Social media clout out of it. it. I really needed it, actually. Mm. Numbers have been down recently. (laughs) Please help. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that that was was weird. But um, what was weirder was what the chance I got, the opportunity I got yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) So a few weeks ago, I got approached by the RNA in the Open to be a presenter, Mm -hmm. a reporter for the Open Invitational. Okay, it's not that weird. A once... Uh, one-off event that took 12 celebrities from all different walks of life and they got the opportunity to play Royal Liverpool the Sunday before the Open. So I'm going to put myself in your head now. You're thinking, great, I'm at the Open all week anyway. Some extra days, work, we'll, we'll say work. You're walking around with these celebrities, some of which you might already know. You're, you're commentating. Life's good. I was, what, not, wasn't nervous. Of course not. Saturday night, slept like a baby. Yep. Slept like a baby. I had a couple of glasses of wine. Slept like a baby. I was like, I can't wait for tomorrow. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. I wake up that next morning at 6.30 a.m. Bright-eyed. Ish. 6.30 <laughs> a.m. I look at my phone. First thing I do is I wake up and I see a text from the person from um, the RNA who'd been organising it saying, oh, by the way, Rick, bring your clubs. So at this point you're thinking, hmm. At this point I'm thinking, oh, there must be a challenge. Yep. Maybe they want me to do a bit of a beat the pro. Maybe they want me to maybe hit a shot or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So not had any confirmation. I already had the clubs in the car because obviously standard. we're here for, for open week and we're going <laughs> to be here. need to get called up. <laughs> just in case. And uh, so I rock up and, I, and I'm like, you know, swanning around and we get, we had this nice fancy hotel in Chester and met a load of these celebs, um, like Marquez Brownlee, who we've had on the podcast before, huge tech YouTuber, Cal Freeze, is also a, a YouTuber, Catherine Newton, Hollywood actress. actress, Victor Cruz, who's an NFL player, um, Bradley Walsh, a host yeah. of game shows here in the UK, uh, and many, many, many more. The, the, Tony Bellew, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Pickford, Pickford, Jermaine Genus, Jermaine Genus um, like a lot, a lot of people. They, they tried to pick a, a, a quite a diverse uh, bunch of people where you'd imagine like everybody would at least know one or two of those people, but they're from very different worlds. But they're all, the thing that connected them all was golf. Yeah. And to some degree, I was looking forward to reporting quite a chilled out afternoon thinking, oh, this is going to be, it's going to be light work. Mm. No problem. I get there and I'm getting the shuttle then over to the golf course and still the, I get told, put your clubs in the, in the van I'm thinking, 
Why am I? Well, okay. Put my clubs in the van. Off we go. And I've still nobody at this point has told me anything. <laughs> okay. And get to the golf club and, you know, starting to meet a few people. And, and, the, and I say to the RNA guy, I said, am I playing? And they're going, yeah. I was like, <gasps> I'm playing. And they're like, yeah. I was like, do you want to? I was like, yeah. Deep down. Yeah. Deep down. <laughs> So in the context on only playing obviously at Royal Liverpool in open conditions with these celebrities with the grandstands up. The difference to when we played it with the grandstands up, there were people now in these grandstands. There was ten thousand people, guy. And all ten thousand people on site. And I'm again gonna put myself into your head. There shouldn't be pressure. But for you there is a little bit of pressure because if I'm there as a fan and I see Bradley Walsh or Tony Bellew or Jordan Pickford on the tee and they hit a bad shot. I might laugh at oh, how well Jordan Pitford's a footballer. So what if he hits a bad shot? If I see Rick Shields, I think that's the guy for YouTube. 2.6 million subscribers. He must be an amazing golfer. I'm actually scratching my head as to why you don't actually even played in the <laughs> Open. Which I, think, a great I think I answered some of those questions yesterday. So we got to the first tee grandstand and, and listen, it's not packed, packed. Bloody busy. It's busy. Well, when a four ball lets you play through, that feels packed. Yeah. I mean, they were, there was lots and lots of fans on that first tee. There was also fans down the left-hand side, down the right-hand side of, of the hole, right? And we were like, I think we were the first group out. So um, Victor Cruz, NFL player, tees off first. He's the, he's our team captain. I'm in their team with um, uh, Jermaine, Genus, Jermaine Janus and also um, Margot Brooks, who's like a, a, an Instagram model. I've been playing golf for a year. She's unbelievable and Victor hits this kind of low healy cutty bullet <laughs> which pretty much takes like the crowd on the left and like s- matrix swerving out the way to miss this golf ball wow. uh Jermaine stood up he's, he's he a, looked a good golfer hey, he is a good golfer and I don't know because obviously his next footballer I'm not sure if they just I don't know that they're just made for pressure I feel like they don't really they don't, they handle pressure so much better than most people. Yeah. It's a bullet straight down the middle of the fairway. Right. So it's up, I'm up next. And <laughs> when I was watching those two guys hit, it was silence. And I was thinking, I, I am not going to be able to hit a shot in silence here. How nervous were you at this point? Uh, genuinely, I've been very, very fortunate to a lot of things in my, in my golfing life. I think. Probably the two, well, three. I've got three highlight most nervous points in my in my golf YouTube life. Um, BMW Pro Am at Wentworth. Yep, I carried first tee. Yeah, so I'd already played six or seven holes at that point. Played the actual real but the first. first tee. Yeah, loads of people around. Don't think I've ever been as nervous in that, my entire yeah, life. That makes sense. That was right up there. First tee, Augusta National. Now, different scale. There was only a handful of people around, but still petrified. Was that more because it's your probably the only time you're ever going to play it? You want to hit a good 100%, shot? Yeah, that makes 100%. sense. 100%. That one was more for my own gratification. Yeah. It wasn't typically to please anyone. It was my own gratification to say, I can stand up there. I want to hit a great opening shot. It's going to set me up for the day. I get that. And it really did. My driving was phenomenal that day. I think I've left it in America, my driving. <laughs> and then yesterday, I'm literally there. And it's like I said, it's been sprung on me only a few hours before. I don't feel prepared. Um, I'm teeing it up and I'm thinking, I can't hit a shot in silence here. So I do the old Ryder Cup trick. <laughs> so so I get announced on the tee and there's a few bits of clapping and stuff. And go on, Ricky, go on, Ricky, and all this. So I encourage them to continue to make the noise, Ryder Cup style. Like I'm like, come on, guys, keep, keep it up, keep it up. Because I'm thinking, 
There's no way I can hit a shot in silence here. Well, as well, if you hit a bad one, you can always go, well, I'm not used to hitting shots with noise. Yeah, that You've was a mistake. Little, yeah. So I'm, I'm getting them riled up and they're all going, Whoa, cheering, cheering, cheering. <laughs> and I reckon I stood over the golf ball for a matter of seconds, two or three seconds, and I just looked at the ball and I didn't think and I just smacked it as hard as I could. And, and I looked up and to my relief, <laughs> to my absolute relief, it just, it was flying straight down the fairway. That must have felt incredible. I, I've, I've hit driver so, so bloody badly recently. It's ridiculous. I've got the, I think I've got the driver yips at the moment. And I see this driver flying down the f- and I'm thinking, oh my God. And I do the old, I, I did a really cool club twirl <laughs> and, I, and then I dropped the club like a mic drop with the driver and I kind of walked straight, you know, like pretending I was, I'm pretending I was the most confident person in the world yeah. where that was the polar opposite of what I was actually feeling. Well, from hole one to hole 16. Horrendous. Really to talk about really. <laughs> What's interesting though, this is why the pressure was added. I think I, nearly, I, think, <laughs> I think I shouted four off almost every single team. <laughs> when you got to hole 10, obviously your 10th hole, because everyone started on the first, um, it went live streamed on YouTube. So at 6 p.m. UK time, it was live streamed and I turned it on immediately to watch you. Which people can watch now because it's, yep. it's still on YouTube. But what you want to do if you do see it is skip quite far forward and then you got to 17th hole. Now I'm sure this week a lot of people have seen a lot of the uh, conversation around the 17th hole. It's a new hole at Royal Liverpool. We've played it a couple of times. It's short, but it lacks in length. It makes up for in absolute fear. There's bunkers front, left, right. You're dead if you go long sand scrapes all the way down the hole. Wind could be howling any which direction. Grandstand behind you, grandstand to the right of the green. It's a tough hole. Yeah. And in, like I say, I was just, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty between the second hole and the 16th, but there was some nice highlights in there, but I didn't particularly play great. Yeah. Just nerves. I need to look out. I, my, my golf swing doesn't bear well under nerves. I'm far mm. too handsy. I need to, I need to work on that. So 17th hole, again, teeing off in, within the grandstand of 17. It's, it's great. Hole. It's a really cool little grandstand. And it was playing 140 yards, which is as, as the longest it can possibly play. So normally, for context, that would be a, maybe a wedge or a very soft nine. Yeah, it's right in between nine or wedge. And, but, it, but it was, the tee was as far back as it could possibly be. And it's that hole, slightly elevated green, always into wind. Yeah, I don't think we've brilliant. ever played yeah. it not into wind because it's coming off the, off the estuary. So I'm stood there and we're running an R in and, um, and in my head, I've got an iron I want to hit. So, uh, Victor Cruz went first and then went with a nine iron. I thought, Oh, yeah. not quite used to this Lynx weather. Unfortunately struck it well, but pulled up short. Yeah. Jermaine hit an eight, struck it well, came up short. Okay. So I'm thinking I already had seven in my head. So I pulled out a seven iron. Okay. And and it went live to me at that point. It went like the stream went live to me at that point. I'm thinking, oh my god, because also we were playing Texas Scramble. Yeah. That was the other. That was the other thing. I completely I didn't even think about that. Uh, Margot was yet to go. Um, Bit of pressure on you then here if those two guys are short. Big time. Like this. This was like this has to be good. And somehow I hit this little trappy drawy low flighted <laughs> seven iron. That I swear to you, guy. I thought it was in. The swing looked pure. I'm going to give you that. I thought it was in. It was absolutely all over the flag. And mid-flight, I was like, if you're going to make a hole in one, this is the time. I can't even imagine what would happen if that had if, gone in. If this is the time we make one on video, 
this is the time. <laughs> it like I, I just felt like it could happen, and and it was all over the flag. And I'm looking it up and down. I'm looking it up and down. I'm thinking I don't think it'll be long. I don't. I think it, I think this is good. And it literally pitched about eight foot past the hole and and stopped really quickly. And honestly, it was such a good feeling. You can tell from the camera angle that it must have been literally behind the hole. So from your oh, angle, it must have looked in. It was right over the flag. It had a little tiny draw, but sometimes into wind, my draw can get too drawy. Yes. It just held its line beautifully. So we we wandered up there and I was just on top of the world at that point. And like I say, you, you forget about the bad shots oh, at that time. I, I take away the really good drive I hit on one and this beautiful seven iron I hit into 17. So at this point, you could almost to some degree leave a happy guy. You've hit a great t-shirt on one with the crowd, with the amped up crowd, and you've then stiffed one on 17. On the, the new live hole, stream. That, yeah, on the live stream, this new iconic call. You've nailed it, you've good swing on it. The only way this moment can be elevated, the cherry on top would be if you sunk this little right to left downhill putt from eight foot. And what was really interesting, so we got up there and, and typically we'd had, a, we'd had a process in our team. Margot would go first mm-hmm. um, to kind of give us a bit of a gauge and then either me or Jermaine would go next and Victor was really hot with his putter so he would go last. So we get up there. Not this time. <laughs> we get up there and I'm thinking, I want to go first here. Yeah, of course. I want, I want this. I it's want a team this. game but it's your bird. <laughs> it's my bird. <laughs> I want this. So what was weird though and, and it, it, you wouldn't have seen it in the live stream because they had to switch between groups. There were three groups. We had to stay on that green for ages. Ah. Ages, right? So, which to some degree was a good thing because I pretty much saw that ang- that putt from every angle. Yeah. I read it about five or six times. <laughs> me, and, me and the whole team were looking at it. We had four local caddies and everything. And so we, we, we collectively, we had this putt pretty nailed. I, I, I had loads of time to line my golf ball up, ready. I looked back and it, I just knew that is, that is where I want to aim it. Yeah. If I hit a straight putt, that will go in. And it's a little like, so right to left down the hill. So it then cuts back to us. So the camera's like, I was like, right, you ready, ready. And, but then I'm like rushing yeah, a just, little bit because I had all this time. And then it's like, right, you're live. I was like, oh crap. So I'm lining up and I'm thinking, please, 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 please do this. Please, please do this. Like, I don't, I don't know if I've ever wanted a put to go in more in my life. Just because it's like, it's great that shot to hit into 17. You're right. I can dine out on that for a little bit. Yeah. To make the actual birdie. Because that is going to be a pivotal hole this week. And you were playing off a property as far as back far as it back, can go. It, it was literally, as it, I looked on that, it was so far back, I guess, to keep the tee protected. It, it would be an almost illegal tee yeah. for the tournament. You were almost, your right foot was almost in the rough at the yeah. back, wasn't it? Yeah, because that's why they do it. So yeah. that in Keeps the tournament, fresh. they can move it forward. So I had this putt and I'm looking at it and thinking, please do it, please do it. And, I, and as soon as I hit it, I was like, I've, I've hit it good. That's all I can ask for. Normally when I've hit it good, it obviously stays online. And it drops right in the middle and it's like, oh my God, it, it did it. And it was live streamed and forget the, the, forget the previous holes where I probably took a few spectators out and hit some dreadful shots under the pressure. Great t-shirt on one. And, and we've just been there today at the open. Yeah, yeah. We've just been there at the open and the amount of people that have said it to me and that's all, <laughs> I can just yeah. dine out on that for the You're rest right. of the week. We, we, we've walked past a number of people who've said, oh, what a birdie or great shot, great shot on 17 and all this stuff. Yeah, nobody needed to see the other stuff. And then I hit a good drive down 18. We managed to get on in two uh, and then we just missed the eagle putt. I think we finished three under through, we didn't play all nine holes because it was slower than they anticipated. We missed uh, 15 and 16 yeah. out. Um, so three under, but we, we lost by like 
five. Yeah, handicap. <laughs> I think the handicaps, Catherine Newton's team, Marquez Brownlee, Cal Freezy and Bradley Walsh's team won. It was very, very good. It was very nerve wracking. It was something that in hindsight now I can look back on and go, God, that was cool. Yeah. Like, it is mad, isn't it? Like this year, I've got to play two of the major tournaments on major weeks. Yeah. That is good. That's lucky. It's mad, that, isn't it? I think what as well, are kudos to the RNA in a sense that we've obviously been at the golf today and we're here all week. You know, the RNA and, and the Open in particular, it's the 151st event this year, obviously. It's such an iconic tournament. There's so much kind of tradition that goes into it and it does feel quite golfy when you go, but very welcoming. But it's quite cool to see the RNA doing things like this with the Open Invitational, how they're inviting different people from different backgrounds, different kind of careers. You've got Cal Freezy, who's one of the YouTubers in the UK, he's very kind of friendly with the sidemen and stuff. You wouldn't necessarily think he would be invited by the RNA. The Royal Nation Golf Club St Andrews have invited Cal Freezy to an event. It just shows how much they get it and they understand that there's more demographics than just blokes who are 50 Correct. watching golf. They, you know, they feel like golfers know about the Open. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Golfers know about the Open, but if somebody who follows Catherine Newton or Bradley Walsh or Marcus Brownlee or Cal Freezy go, well, what's this golf event? I, the open, what the you know, they might yeah. not even know what the open is, so they need to branch those those eyeballs. That was I saw that I was watching the live stream. Obviously, when you were you played and, and and like you always get in in live streams, you get some amazing comments, some stupid comments, and a few of the people like I don't know who any of these people are apart from Rick. Quite a lot of them said, but what's what the thing is though, like we said earlier on, in their own right, a lot of these people are very very well known. Like oh, M- Marquez Brownlee or MKBHD, as he goes under as well. As you said, if you've been on the podcast before, your tech review has got like 14, 15 million subscribers, if not even more on YouTube. In the world of tech and in the world of kind of YouTube culture and youth culture, he's a very prominent figure. He's friends of Mr. Beast and all these people. He, this morning, rightly so, was shared content. He had a great bunker shot on 17. He's been sharing it. That's had millions of views. You can see on YouTube, I'm sorry, on Twitter, the views. That is hitting different eyeballs. And if that just makes golf a little bit cooler or helps one person think, you know what, I will go and try golf. I think it's a clever idea. It's really good. Now, on that, I, I actually got substituted in last minute. And the reason why I had to pull my clubs, it was really sad news. I, I was actually replacing uh, Ronan Keaton, who mm-hmm. had, um, you know, a, a terrible family situation. So our thoughts and, and prayers are with him and his family at the moment. But um, it was like I say, it was, it was mad that I kind of got the call up. It was one that I thoroughly enjoyed um, and I had a couple of nice glasses of wine last night to steady the nerves. And in retrospect now, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that's over. There's a theme here to these evenings at Royal Liverpool and a couple of glasses of red. Yeah. I think if people are coming to the Open this week and they see you on an evening, you might be Ricky. Well, it, the Open... Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Open last year. You I were hit, very Ricky last year. I, I hit it too hard last year. You did. And the problem with that was 
you literally stumble off the golf course and I like tripped into a pub. Well, the thing is you did stumble and you did trip as well. Like, it's I quite just, embarrassing. I, like, I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like, I was wandering around and, and literally I, it was almost like tra- time travel. And people were forcing you to drink beers as well. It was like time travel. Yeah. Like one minute I was like, I'm sure I was at the open. Next minute, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm having a kebab outside St. Andrews. One shoe on. <laughs> Not my shoe. I like these echoes, but I'd only want one. Just throwing shoes at people. <laughs> it wasn't even my shoe. <laughs> um, but this year with it being at, at Royal Liverpool, it's on the Wirral, which is kind of, how, how far does it take to actually get into Liverpool? Not far. From here where we are at Wallasey, you basically go off a little bit through the tunnel and you're there. So 10 minutes. Well, I rode my bike past here when I did the bike ride. So did I kind of do a cycle recently? I might have done. Should have mentioned it. I'm joking. By the way, documentary's <laughs> out this week. Is it out Friday, Matt? We'll do yeah, some so we have got just a quick plug on that. Rick has done, and well, Matt has edited, and Rick has obviously done the event of the 500-kilometre cycle. We've got an insane, like, kind of behind-the-scenes documentary coming out. I think it's really, really cool. So keep your eyes on the channel for that. Matt's going to do that soon. Look at Matt's face. Matt just needs voiceovers off Rick, so it's down to, to We'll do Rick. some voiceovers after this. Um... So yeah, it's been a really epic week. I feel like also I want to thank everybody watching, listening, um, because I'm pretty positive that near enough 90% of you, I would love to get 100%, if not more, have watched the Ian Poulter video. What a video, what a guy. Um, it's hit a million views in less than three days. His the comments are genuinely some of the best comments I've ever seen on any of our YouTube videos. I knew that he would win people around. And when I say win people around, he has got a very hardcore fan base, but obviously with the whole live thing, and this is something the players knew and expected, he did lose some fans. Um, I think a lot of people watched that and the guys that might may have changed their mind have, have since changed it back again to see what he, a good guy he is. He was so good. He, he really was. is is energy is desire to win like he can really show he's a winner yeah isn't he i feel like you could anything you played against him you'd find it hard to beat him there's some guys on tour like and obviously pulled the prime example tiger was a prime example who have been born to they have to win like you said all costs almost they will want to beat you and someone like ian who grinded his way to the kind of to where he got to that was part of his game, wasn't it? Yeah. And obviously in the match play in the Ryder Cup, when it comes down to it, he has that grit, that determination to kind of beat you. And these guys, although they're coming on the channel and they're having fun, they don't want to, they don't want to lose. No. And so far, you know, jokes aside, you've lost these guys, which is fine. <laughs> the next guy that comes on, whoever that might be, they don't want to be the first person to get beaten by you. No, exactly. I think what's exciting for that series as well, this, this 10 shot challenge series with these really well-known tour pros is the more that we get done, the stronger bank we have of them. And the more hopefully these guys talk and obviously Lee Westwood and, and Paul to clearly talk on the same live team and Adam Scott's done one, Tommy Fleetwood's done one. You know, wouldn't be surprised if you ask X person to, to film one, they might send a quick text for Adam Scott. What was it like filming with Rick Seals? Oh yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It had X million views and whatever. I think more and more guys are going to be open to coming on the channel and, and we've got our sights set at some big, big names. I mean, we've done incredibly well so far. Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Ian Poulter. I mean, the lineup's been pretty epic so far. Not missing anyone there. Did, you say, I think did I, you say Westwood in that one? Yeah, Westwood yeah, as well. Um, I'll tell you what, I want to, I want to chat a little bit. Yeah. So first off, thank you for the comments. Amazing comments. Also, I know we've spoke about this last week that the comments on the new hit channel have just been outstanding. We have now filmed the first official mm. reviews to go on the hit channel. 
which should be dropping maybe end of this week, Probably early this next. Week, yeah, just on that. For, again, thanks. How many subscribers? 170,000? Madness. 170, um, I think it's like 175,000 already. What's really good, and I think this is a platform on the podcast where we kind of tell these kind of behind-the-scenes stories. We've obviously had the facility built, and as hopefully you've seen, it looks state-of-the-art, and it is state-of-the-art. We've also filmed now two videos in there, which is great for you, great for me, and, and our um, kind of channel manager, Alex, to actually get understanding how the whole room works, how the videos feel, etc. So it's going to be content coming thick and fast on there. We, we probably would look between two and three videos a week, maybe, on yeah, there, depending the, on how, plan. how much product's out and stuff like that. But it was actually really exciting. It was great to be in there. Um, it's such a good room to review in reviewing products it's efficient it's very efficient and i think it's like i say it's it's state of the art and we've managed to we'll give you a little tease a fairway wood yes that is pricey very pricey um but does it perform you'll have to find out come into a hit channel near you soon <laughs> a hit channel <laughs> well our hit channel, <laughs> hit channel. Hit golf channel and then there is some new putters we can say what they are because they're out now if you want to which are I was trying to rival Scotty Cameron. Yeah. So nice Scotty. The, the new TP, TaylorMade TP Reserve Putters. Not got great names. The names are absolutely terrible. I couldn't even tell you now. I reviewed three of the putters. I could not remember the names. No. It was like BTX3TO. Yeah, just, just on that, obviously, the video goes to <laughs> a lot more. Something like that. <laughs> goes to a lot more. someone from Star Wars or something. <laughs> C3PO. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, TaylorMade um, are well known for their drivers. They're getting more and more well-known for the irons of the P-Series. And they have got, without doubt, some of the best golfers in the world playing their product. But what they haven't really had for a long time, apart from the Spider range, is a really kind of well-known high-end milled putter range. Normally, if you want a high-end milled putter, you go in Scotty Cameron. You might go for the Odyssey Toulon. Um, there's other brands as well, etc. Even rolled in some good stuff. But you don't really think of TaylorMade, do you? No. They've brought something out. They've brought a range out that rivals, in their eyes, Scotty Cameron. It's performance-led milled putters that are like a piece of jewellery, crafted, etc. Interesting. I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Who would you say is one of the most disliked golfers on tour? And I would say... And it's not, not your opinion. The, pu- the general public's opinion of one of the more least liked pro to- tour players. Patrick Reed. Correct. I want to change your mind with a little story. You can't. I want to change your mind with a little story. And I think, I'd, you know what? Right, before the story. He's, gone, out- up, he's gone up high in my expectations. Well, okay, ask. So out of 10, I dislike him as seven. So if I can bring that down, then you win. Okay. I'm not going to put a rating on it. Okay. Um, yesterday, when I played in the Invitational, a uh, young lad... Mm-hmm. by the name of Lewis, he was on the first grandstand and he, I was signing a few flags, a few hearts and, and he threw a golf ball down to me. And on one side of the I golf ball... I actually thought you needed more balls. Rick, you need some help here, <laughs> On one side of the golf ball, there was a signature, okay? And he asked me to sign the other side. So I signed it, okay? And I had to throw it back up to him. There was no other way to get to him. So I threw the golf ball back up to him. It might have been a bad throw. Butterfingers. It might have been a bad catch, mm-hmm. okay? I'm blaming, I'm blaming him for the blaming catch. Blaming the child but. who can't defend himself. <laughs> and it was a perfect throw. Anyway, it just missed his grasp and it fell through this kind of opening in the grandstand. Okay? You can't get that back. And it went, it. it went through all, the, through all the piping and everything else, right? And it was, and it was gone. And I was like... How old was he? 12. Oh, okay. So 
I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I said, I'll get it back. And he just goes, how? I was no. like, <laughs> I was like, I don't really, and I was like, I'm just literally about to tee off in two seconds. I was like, honestly, I'll get it back to you. He's like, but how? I was like, I, d- I don't know. And the secretary from Royal Liverpool was also on the first tee, Simon, who's an amazing, amazing person. I asked, I said to him, I said, this golf ball's just gone down. Is there any chance you can grab it? So he went, leave it with me. He went around the back, came back and said, there's no chance. That won't be found now till everything's taken down. Right. <laughs> what a poor kid. So this kid is like, he's properly distraught. I can imagine, and rightly so. So I say, I say to him, whose signature was also on the golf ball? He said, Patrick Reed's. Ah. I said, right, leave it with me. So I took his Instagram details down. I said, I will send to you a golf ball that is signed by Patrick Reed and myself. Okay. I get to the open today. First day, like first practice day near the media centers, the chipping green. First golfer I see today, Patrick Reed <laughs> practicing in the rain. So I went up to him and I said, Patrick, did you introduce yourself? Sorry to disturb you, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think videos online. <laughs> I didn't introduce myself, but I said, Patrick, sorry to disturb you. Quick story. Any chance you can sign a golf ball? Yes, not a problem. I went and got sharp. He came back and he signed it and he went and, he, and literally we chatted for about five or six minutes. Seemed like a really nice guy. It is. What quick question before I come on? Like, what was the golf ball that you threw away and what was the new golf that you gave him? I don't know the golf ball that he threw away, but the golf ball that I'm going to be sending Lewis, which is now signed, is an actual practice Pro V1 that, that Reed was actually using to chip oh, that's with. That's quite cool then. So he was literally chipping with one. He flicked it up wiped it, signed it, gave me back. I signed the other side and I'll send it to Lewis. Oh, that's not, yeah. Fair play to Patrick Reed. So, and you know, we had a nice little chat and he, in, you know. Would you take him on a 10 shot challenge? Got a green jacket. Could I try and get that off him? I think that'd be, you know what? Jokes aside, I think he'd be a very good person to do on a 10 shot challenge. You don't seem convinced? We'll see. <laughs> You like him, but not that much. Um, that is like him a four now. So he's, he's got three points from great, me there. That's, right. seven that's pretty four. good. That's pretty just good. a quick one then before we probably have to get going fairly that's shortly. Shortish, yeah. Um, I just want to touch a bit more, obviously, while we're here on the Open on this week on who we think is going to win at the golf course. I said to you before, off podcast, this is probably the course, even more so than the old course at St Andrews, that I know the most. I've played it three times now, very fortunate. I know each hole in my head. I can go around the golf course. I know what holes I'm excited for, what holes I might make birdies on, et cetera, et cetera. I think you've got to obviously put Rory McIlroy in the conversation. He's won last week. It's a course he won at before. He's on form. He's going to do well. I also think Scotty Scheffler is doing well. You, you, you can't see, if, if I said to you, I've got a crystal ball, Scotty Scheffler wins. Well, it's like Scotty Scheffler was there. Exactly. Like knocking on the door of the Scottish there. Open. He's always there. You've then you said Tommy Fleetwood, I would love to see. He's playing very nice golf. It's a golf course. I'm guessing he's played loads of times before. He's a local lad. Might even be able to stay at home this week, potentially, which always adds something nice to the guys. So firstly, who are your... Are you still thinking Rory and Tommy? My, my, my heart wants Tommy. My head is telling me Rory. Mm-hmm. My wild card, not massively wild card, but Bob McIntyre. Yeah. I'd actually, obviously, did, he did incredible at Scottish. If it blows round here... For me, if it if it gets windy round at Royal Liverpool this week, it eliminates huge percentage mm. of the field, like straight away. You know what? I would love to know. I don't know how you'd almost ask a player this and how they could almost quantify it. But 
that feeling of being in contention at like a DP World event or a PJ Tour event at like Scottish Open was obviously one of those. What that must feel like in terms of nerves and pressure. Let's just say, hypothetically, if Bob McIntyre was in a playoff with Rory, how he would have handled those emotions and would he have potentially beat Rory and won the Scottish Open? I don't know. But take that and then put it in the open. That must, you know, that must feel so different again. You, you've got to think that, obviously, you do sometimes get people winning on the, the open or whatever you'd never would have dreamed of. But this week, you've got to think it's going to be somebody that's won a major before that can handle that pressure. Yeah, I, like I said, I just can't at the moment see past Rory. I think if he has a good opening round, that he, is the decider. He, has all, he always has a good opening round. Well, and then he has a bad second, then he has a bad third. And then... His way of winning this week is the bad round that he normally throws in, he does every mm-hmm. pretty much every week, as long as his bad round isn't that bad. Well, that's the thing. And he, he doesn't have to go and shoot four or five under pars. He needs to shoot a couple of five under pars, a level par, and a three under, and he wins. 13 under... Wins it. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I think this will be, I, I do love the open week. I, I, I can't wait to see who comes out on top. I can't wait to see that 17th hole. I think that's going to cause a few guys I mean, issues. It's, it's probably the hardest hole on the golf course, to be honest with you, Guy. <laughs> yeah, forget I, that 15th one that's I, solid. I don't think many people will make par. And definitely not birdie. I mean, only really a handful of golfers yeah. are going to make birdie today. Yeah. Uh, this week. I'm actually, in next week's podcast, I'm going to have a list of the golfers that make birdie. On that hole. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll be in that list. You will be in that list. You've done it. Well done. So we'll have a see how many other <laughs> names are in that list. You know what though? Actually, I watched some of the footage back the other day on the, on YouTube of when Rory uh, won here and then when targeted as well. And one standout thing is the par for 10th, obviously used to be a par five and that was a guaranteed birdie hole. Now I know obviously in terms of actual score, whether it's a four or it's a par five makes no odds. Ultimately the person with the lowest score wins. But I wonder if that will, because that was a hole at 10th where if you were having a great front nine, you maybe one or two over, you pull a birdie up on 10. It kind of resets the mind, doesn't it? Think, right, I've got a birdie back. Let's carry on. Let's build on this round. Now that turns into a hard par four. Yeah. If you're like one over through nine, the next thing you par or even bogey that i wonder if that can change mindset at all if that'll play a part yeah well 10 and 11 10 is a par five but obviously it's a par four open week and 11 is quite short and fairly easy and normally yeah. the wind's helping you feel like that kick starts your back nine yeah um you know the, the the 15th is a phenomenal par five it's got so long now it's insane so was it six six twenty six something yeah um I mean, don't want to spoiler alert but you've got to if you've not seen already james robinson playing that hole who is is just Incredible. Well, what's insane is that is 620 or something, but it's wind behind normally. That's normally. a prevailing wind. So you, although it's 620, if you get a Rory smashing on that, could be over. They hit some at Renaissance at like 400 yards plus wind behind. So actually, you might see Rory go in like drive a seven iron, which is insane. Excluding, okay, the likely names. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's have, let you and me have a bet. Okay. Yeah. Just a pride bet. An unlikely name. You pick and I pick and we'll see who finishes when highest. When you say unlikely, okay, how unlikely? I was going to say Minwoo Lee, but I think he's more in a likely category. I think you can have him. Well, I'm not going to have him. Okay. Well. I've got a name that I, I think I, you, I, I think I've got a name that you're probably going to pick. After three. One, two, three. Matthew Tony Jordan. Three now. Oh no. Oh, you're going that? No, I think they're going that big. What did you say? I said Matthew Jordan. All right. Okay. Um, if I, I'll tell you what then. I'll go, I'll go Minwoo Lee. You can have Fee now. 
But I do also think so Matthew Jordan qualified. He is a member of Royal Liverpool. He's played the Walker Cup. He's obviously a pro now, etc. I've got a feeling he could have a decent couple of rounds. I do. It's his home golf club. Maybe that'll be too but much the, for him. Does, I know. That is a lot of pressure. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Matthew Jordan have like a 65, then like an 82 or something. I don't mean that. I hope he doesn't, but have the 82 that is. You can imagine going out there feeling good, playing his lights out, and then it being like, oh my days, what am I doing? And then it just being too much. But who knows? I, I again, I experience pressure in very different ways. I don't understand. I am not wired like a Matty Jordan who is going to be playing his home open this week. He's a member, like Guy said, at Royal Liverpool. To be able to go out, and I'm sure there's going to be hundreds of people following him. Everybody that's ever known him in the area is going to turn out this week. Yeah, but could he shoot 85 on a cold Wednesday in Stoke? No, playing, you can't. Playing left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we wrap this up, we have got some questions off our amazing um, fans, followers, friends, maybe you could say, on the Facebook group. Acquaintances. Do you class acquaintances? You nod at them. So like when you go to school with it's in Tesco now, you just kind of nod down the aisle. Right? I've got a rule though. If I see somebody in person that I'm friends with on Facebook and we don't acknowledge each other, I unfriend them. That's how soon after the encounter? In the car? Pretty, pretty soon, yeah. 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 As Fair soon enough. as I've blanked them. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Uh, right. First one from Craig McQuillan. When is North Berwick Break 75 coming out? Friday next week. It's a shame it wasn't. There's been so much buzz around North Berwick. We 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 slightly. We I don't think we could have altered our. Um, the only thing we could have done is swapped the Pete video at Archfield with North Berwick. That would have maybe made more sense. But either way, it doesn't matter. Steve Norris, Rick Shields versus Jimmy Bullard. I think we'd been chatting. Yeah, I think a lot of people are asking for that. He seems like a very 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 handy golfer. You know what I think would happen with that game? I mean, honest truth, either. He would play steady and you blow up and he wins. Or he plays steady and you actually have a world and go a few under par. I really need to, think, I need to hit golf balls. You're quite a weird golfer, I feel My like. My golf game has uh, gone yeah. to, to rap at the moment. Where was it before? Good question. You stitched me up there. It was crap and I think it's gone much worse than crap. Correct. Uh, you know one yeah. name you've not called out at all in this, this podcast? Ricky Fowler? Oh, what am I thinking? You, you had big money on him. I didn't have any money on him. He told me. Well, that's why well. I'm not talking about him in the podcast. I've actually lumped a lot of money on Ricky Fowler. And so, I don't want his odds to change by people putting more money on him. Another thing we've not touched on this podcast, we need to. Jack Leonard has said Rick versus FP. When he says FP, he's talking Fat Perez. He's talking Fat Perez from Do- Bob Does Sports. Breaking news, even though they announced it in their podcast first. How dare they? August. Dun, dun, dun. Rick Shields and Bob does sports in Scotland. Just going for a booze up. <laughs> yeah, basically, we're just going to go to the pubs. Uh, that's going to be pretty epic. We are hosting um, the lads from Bob does sports, um, Joey jo- Joey Cold Cuts, um, Bob himself, and then FP Pat Perez. We've got really rubbish names. They've got all these cool names like Rick Shields and Guy Charnett. That could be called Fat Rick. Stan called me that. What, call what are you, the weasel or something? The, you yeah, named the, yourself? the weasel, yeah. Right. Was it a weasel? Yeah, it was a weasel. Great yeah. names. I don't name myself a weasel. <laughs> Somebody called me a weasel as an insult, actually. I don't go around going, hi, I'm Guy. I call me the weasel. A lot of people call me fat on the videos. The ferret. Oh, that's it. Ferret. I knew weasel didn't. It's right, man. I'm a minute over there. Call me a ferret behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, I thought weasel. I am a weasel as well, though. I used to call it, get called a worm. And I used to work at American Goal. Well, that was for other reasons. I think it's probably because I, oh, uh, no, it's called like snake. <laughs> Come python. on, it's getting a bit weird now. It always does. Um, 
a lot of these good questions there is no offense people have asked questions but we've we've had a lot of those before so last, maybe next week one, we'll, no we'll, more no um just a quick note if you are listening to this podcast on apple or spotify feel free to rate us give us five stars that'll be really nice be really really nice uh, if you've listened to every episode of the podcast so far you're in the clubhouse you're an elite company um again if you're in the clubhouse your class is rick's friend if you come and see him this week at the open say hi mate it's me darren I'm Stoke. Um, I'm in the clubhouse and Rick will know you by face. Perfect. Great. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your open week wherever you're watching. Uh, we need to get back to the open because I'm just about to interview Victor Hovland. Name drop. See you soon.